Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. We're talking today about the fear of deprivation and loss and how it holds you back from decluttering. And I love how whenever I'm making notes for you guys for these podcast episodes, my family usually shows up with some kind of a way for me to illustrate the points to you, which is exactly what happened today. You know, I'm getting ready to share this with you guys and have my notes on the fear of deprivation, the fear of loss, why we feel this way. And my three-year-old, okay. And I'm going to give a little bit of a disclaimer for this story. I'm not looking for anyone to to give me advice about my three-year-old. She's three. um, So don't worry about what I'm about to tell you. Okay. Um, But she's three and I have a one-year-old. My one-year-old loves to take three-year-old stuff. And my three-year-old is my sentimental child. So she's She's in a stage right now where everything is her favorite. If a balloon pops and I throw it in the trash, it's like the end of the world. She she wants to keep everything. And now she has a little sister, a little toddler sister who likes to take her stuff. And this is all normal stuff. But what my three-year-old has started doing is hiding everything under the couch. Okay. And a few days ago, inside of the Facebook group, I shared a post and was like, do you all feel like when you clean out from under your couch, like your whole house just feels lighter and brighter and cleaner. And like, you can relax in your house better just by cleaning out underneath the couch. And it was because I, I, I realized I was like, why is there so much stuff under the couch? And I realized it's because my daughter, my three-year-old has been putting everything that she doesn't want her baby sister to get underneath the couch. Um, her socks, her underwear, her clothes, her snacks, um, her cup, her forks, her straws, her toys, the TV remote, um, broken balloons, uh, just like all of these things she's like putting under the couch and, and (laughs) hiding them because as humans, we have, we have this aversion to being deprived in this aversion to loss, right? It like, it does not feel good for us. And I wanted to tell you guys that story as we talk about the fear of deprivation and the fear of loss to let you know, like, it's just a normal part of being a human. My three-year-old does it. And yes, the conversation might get a little bit um, heavy because we are adults. And so our fears of deprivation and our fears of loss are going to be rooted in our, in our life history, our, our life stories, what's happened to us, the events that we've experienced, are going to form how how a fear of deprivation manifests for us and how fear of loss manifests for us but just know that it's normal okay and the thing about this fear of deprivation and fear of loss is that most of the time it is it's an unexamined fear right we don't name it we don't recognize it and there's one thing that i found to be very powerful in, you know, processing these things for myself, not just with decluttering, but anything is to, to name it, right. Give it a name, shine a light on it, like expose it for what it is. Um, I love the saying that there's only a monster under your bed until you look right. Meaning 
most of our fears, most of our aversions to this deprivation and loss is in our head. And once we actually take a step back and examine it for what it is, it, it dissipates, it goes away, maybe not completely. Um, but most of the time, if we just confront it and look at it and give it a name and call it out and like peek under the bed, we realize there's nothing there, right? And we can move on with our life, right? So that's what I'm hoping you get out of this episode. But the fear of deprivation deeply affects us and the fear of loss deeply affects us. And here's some ways that it manifests, but we will go into debt buying things that we don't need with money we don't have for fear of deprivation, right? Deprivation of that stuff, deprivation of social inclusion, deprivation of social acceptance, deprivation of, you know, just things in our house, right? Maybe it's deprivation of food, right? Where we have this fear of deprivation of these things. And that's not to say that food scarcity is not a thing, um, but living in a consumerist society has totally skewed and exaggerated our perception of the actual risk, right? The ask, actual risk of being deprived. Our, our brains are wired to protect us and recognize things that, you know, like deprivation and like losing things that we have, but it's so exaggerated living in a consumerist society because we have everything that we need, right? Our, our experience of being deprived is not what our brains are tricking us into thinking it actually is, right? It also causes us to buy things that we don't need, right? We buy things just because they're on sale, just because they're a good deal, because we don't want to be deprived. We don't want to miss out, right? We don't want to have FOMO, the fear of missing out on a good deal or whatever it, it might be. But it also fuels our bad habits, right? So not speaking about clutter specifically, but maybe, you know, in your spending habits and your shopping habits, but it fuels our bad habits in the form of overindulgence, right? Overindulgence in food, eating, you know, more than our bodies can process, right? Overindulgence in shopping and clutter, overindulgence in social media, overindulgence in watching TV or binging the, the news or doom scrolling. And I apologize for using that word right now. Um, I did not mean to say it and I will not edit this out, but I do recognize that that word um, can be offensive. I did not mean to use it. Um, but here's the thing that we, we justify it. We justify these fears of deprivation and loss and not having things that we don't need that truly are not depriving us of our needs um, because it makes us feel like we won't have what we need, right? And in a consumer society, we're surrounded by so much. We are surrounded by excess. We are surrounded by huge houses, right? Huge everything, St huge stores full of stuff, like so much stuff we can't possibly consume it. And we know this because we see things in landfills and we see things in thrift stores and we see the reality of these thrift stores shipping all of our excessive stuff to other countries because it just doesn't fit here, right? Um, and we defend it and we say things like, well, I deserve it. Well, I worked hard for it. Well, I might need it down the road, right? What if I need it and I don't have it? And the thing about this fear of deprivation and this fear of loss is that it is a choice, right? And that's why I want to have this conversation about actually examining it 
Like, what are we actually being deprived of? Or what do we think we're being deprived of? Or what do we think that we are losing by getting rid of our clutter or by choosing, actively choosing to have less stuff, right? In the form of not buying things we don't need, not buying things just because it's on sale. Um, a lot of times we will choose to overindulge. We will choose to keep all of our stuff because if we keep it, we don't have to go through the experience of potentially feeling deprived, right? If we keep it um, because we might need it later, we are preventing our, our future self from possibly not having to have the feeling of being deprived, which as humans is a painful thing to experience. Being deprived is painful, right? But also when we choose to keep all of this stuff to prevent us from having physical deprivation, right? deprivation of stuff, we are also choosing to be overwhelmed in our everyday life, to have to spend our time cleaning up all of the time, right? Having to clean up the same messes over and over, having to be irritable at our family all the time because our house is a mess and nobody cares but you. Everybody's just sitting in the mess and it's chaos and nobody helps you and you're so burnt out and you feel like you're the only one who sees it and you're the only one who ever tries to get it organized and you've spent all this money on shelves and bins and spent a whole ton of hours trying to organize your stuff on Pinterest and find the perfect systems and all of these things, you're choosing to be deprived of your time and deprived of your energy and deprived of your ability to connect with your family inside of your home. And you're being deprived of actually being able to care for yourself on a true and deep level because you don't wanna be deprived of having that physical stuff, right? So it's a choice. And I want to share this with you to, to help you examine it, right? To help you shine a light on it and see it in a different way. It might feel like you're being deprived of stuff, right? Which doesn't feel good, but you have the choice because if you choose to keep all that stuff, you're going to be deprived in these bigger, more important, more impactful ways, right? Now, when you declutter that stuff and you choose to, air quote, be deprived of, you know, say you're, say you have 20 pairs of shoes in your closet, you have something for everything, every possible event, every possible occasion, something for every possible outfit, right? And you've never worn them, you don't wear them, um, they sit in the box, they look amazing, they're in there, but when you decide to get rid of those shoes, it's going to feel like you're depriving yourself and you're depriving your future self of having the perfect pair of shoes, right? And I want you to just ask yourself, like, what are you actually losing, right? If you are overwhelmed by your closet, if you are overwhelmed by cleaning up the shoes all the time, if you are overwhelmed by your kids having 20 pairs of shoes each and you have four kids and you are sick of it, but you also feel like you're being deprived or you are depriving your children by not letting them have that many shoes, think about what you're actually losing, right? If you only have 10 pairs of shoes, what are you actually losing? Like, how bad is that? And are you actually being deprived? Now, I will say that everybody has different thresholds of what they can manage, right? The point is not to actually deprive yourself, right? And the point is not to cause yourself pain, but the point of this conversation is to help you shine a light on this, right? And figure this out for yourself. 
what are you being deprived of more? Are you being deprived of stuff and options and, and variety and, and cuteness and, um, you know, fun toys, right? Are you being deprived of that by taking some away and choosing to keep all that stuff? Are you being deprived of your time? Are you being deprived of your energy? Are you being deprived of your ability to connect with your kids, right? What are you actually being deprived of here? And make a choice. It's not to say that you can't have options. It's not to say that you can't have 20 pair of shoes, right? It's just to say that you really need to look at what, what your clutter is costing you. What is it costing you? Is it costing you your time, your days, your ability to connect with your kids? Is it costing you your ability to get to the end of your day and not feel like you're further behind than when you woke up? Like, what is it actually depriving you of? Because our minds will trick us into thinking that having less stuff is going to somehow harm us, right? And the example that I like to give is, is super simple. So well, this comes up a lot in the, in the Facebook group, in the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group. If you're not in there, come join us. It's super fun. But I used to have like three crock pots and a rice cooker and an Instapot, right? And I kept them all because I was like, what if I need them? What if I need them? And what if there is some moment in my life in the future where I have to use all of these at once and I don't have them? Like, I'll be deprived, right? And that's what it felt like. I just didn't have a name for it. I felt like I was going to be deprived. I felt like I was going to have something important to do and I wasn't going to be able to do it and I was going to be deprived. Now, the reality is I didn't, I, there was never a single moment in my life where I would have used all three of those at the same time. And if there was a moment in my life where that happened, I could borrow one from a friend, right? It was not going to be the end of the world. But before I was able to sit and examine this fear of deprivation and how it looked in my life, I would have chosen to continue to live my life drowning in clutter, overwhelmed by all the stuff, thinking that holding on to it for the potential future scenario of maybe slightly being minorly inconvenienced was worth making my everyday life miserable, right? And I'm here to tell you that for me, it, that's not worth it. Now, on the note of those crockpots, I love this example because my friend and admin in the Facebook group, Sarah Potter, heard me tell this story about the crockpots. And she was like, hold on a second. I have three crockpots and I use all of them and I use all of them often. And she has a family that has food allergies and she, her, her family loves meals that can be made in crockpots, right? So for her, it's not depriving her in her everyday life of her time and of her energy. It's actually giving her time and giving her energy and giving her ability to connect with her family because it actually makes her life simpler, right? So for her, to get rid of a crock pot or two because she should only have, she should air quote only have one, right? She doesn't air quote need two would be silly. It would not make any sense for her, right? Because it's giving value to her life. And if she were to get rid of that stuff, it would deprive her another way. She would have to cook in different ways. Her family wouldn't like her food as much, right? But for me, it was totally okay to get rid of because I never use them. I don't like crock pot meals. My family doesn't like crock pot meals. And so it was depriving me of space in my kitchen and time in my kitchen because I had to like organize all of the Tupperware around these big, huge appliances. And it was a huge pain in my neck, right? 
So I like to share that story with you because it's really not about the stuff. It's not about how many things you have. I'm never going to tell you, you should only have three crock pots, right? Or you should only have four cups. You should only have what fits in your home and what fits in your life and does not deprive you of your time and does not deprive you of your energy and does not deprive you of your ability to connect with yourself and your family and your relationships and your career and your finances, right? That's true deprivation. Deprivation, the fear of deprivation is not fear of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I only have 20 pairs of shoes instead of 30, right? Or what am I going to do if I only have the amount of toys that fits in our toy room, right? Without it being like shoved in there and crammed in there and just a total like hot mess. How deprived am I, am I going to be or how deprived are my kids going to be if I actually have time to sit down and play with them without getting frustrated and without being irritable and without saying things like, we have to clean up before I can play with you, right? Or I don't even want to play with you because this room is trashed, right? What What's actually, you know, how is deprivation actually showing up in your life? And examine this for yourself and figure out where it is. And on the same note, because I know for sure that fear of deprivation and fear of loss is a, is a big subject, right? And just in case, and what if I need it are the biggest ways that the fear of deprivation and the fear of loss manifests. And inside of my free guide, clear your clutter, I have a free bonus just in case workshop. It's about a 15 minute video where I walk you through how to get to the root issue of why you're holding on to this stuff, right? And why you're so stuck on this potential just in case, what if scenario that's never going to happen, like 99.9% of the time, she's fine, um, is never going to happen. Like, why are you choosing to live your life overwhelmed on a daily basis, missing out on your motherhood, missing out on these moments of your tiny little babies who are growing so fast. You might be able to hear my little baby in the background. (laughs) Why are we choosing this stuff and these potential scenarios that take away from our moments right now, why are we choosing this stuff, right? So that just in case workshop and the free guide, which you can find in the show notes of this episode, will walk you through how to get to the root issue and how to make different decisions and get clarity on what you're actually missing. If you actually need this stuff, like, is it actually important to you, right? Like the story with my friend, Sarah, Yes, like she should have three crockpots because it fits her lifestyle. I don't need three crockpots. It does not fit my lifestyle. So that's what that workshop teaches you, how to kind of distinguish between actually what is serving your family and might actually make sense to keep for the future and just what doesn't, right? In a very practical way, um, which is, I think, the way that you need to approach these kinds of things when is like just kind of take a step back step out of your emotions a little bit, which I know can be hard and look at it practically, but that's exactly what I teach you in this just in case workshop. So make sure to enroll in that. It is a free guide. It is a free decluttering guide. There's so much more in it besides just the just in case workshop. Um, Nine ways to declutter with kids in the house, nine ways to find time to declutter, nine micro projects that you can, micro decluttering projects that you can do in 15 minutes or less as a mom. Um, plus a whole lot of like bonus pro tips. Uh, it's so super, super good. 
very helpful free guide for you from me. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.